beloved today's episode is entitled love uncut <laughs> and for people that have been following me for a while y'all like woo what love uncut is that well not necessarily but this week has been just a whole boatload of stuff involving relationships in the media it's been a hot mess and everybody has been in a frenzy between the Sweetie and Quavo breakup and the Derek Jackson fiasco, it's just been haywire. And so I was like, oh no, we got to talk about love this week and we got to talk about it uncut, okay? Now, initially, I was going to do this episode about women in business to, to finish off Women's History Month with the positive thing. But I think it's key for us to each go ahead and shift as the world shifts and stay on top of the current thing. And this is important for women too, because everybody knows that I'm really extremely big on women and men, honestly. I'm really big on people just having a love that they deserve, having good and healthy love, having love that nourishes and that replenishes and that edifies and that builds and that even in those difficult times, the respect is still there. And it's not something that makes you question yourself or feel bad about yourself and, and question your value. You know, I just really am big on healthy and mutually beneficial relationships. And honestly, to be quite clear, it may seem like I'm always talking to the woman about it because I'm a woman. I mean, I could just relate to that. And I think that we compromise a lot. I know that we compromise a lot when it comes to relationships. And we have this whole thing out that people say, which I hate is, oh, she can't keep a man or you need to keep a man. Or this is what you got to do to keep a man. It's like... Um, a man is the prize. And I remember just hearing the old folks talk and they always made it as if the, the woman was of high value and it was something that the man was pleased to acquire was a good woman. And now we are sitting up here scrambling and settling for any old thing that comes our way with any old behavior just to say we have a man or to say we can keep a man. But if you're keeping a man in the physical, but you don't have his heart, you don't have his commitment, you don't have his soul, you don't have his respect and his honor, then what is the use of keeping him? You are whole on your own, so you can do that by yourself. Men are amazing and men are to be valued too, but only if they treat you with that mutual respect. Men are an asset when they're good men. You are an asset as a good woman. But if they are not an asset to you, they don't add to your life good things, then ain't no point in holding on to that. You know, that's just my theory, but it's just been amazing the messages you get around that, especially as a woman. And so actually it's one of the reasons why I had to pull away and stop doing Love Uncut. To be honest, the platform just wasn't doing what I imagined that it would do. I created Love Uncut with an attempt, in an attempt to have honest conversations surrounding love and relationships in the Black community. But I did want to make sure that it was a positive 
and edifying platform. I didn't want every voice to uh, reflect the same vision, but I wanted the feel of the show to be of respect and honor to one another and us really coming together to come to an understanding about things. So we can get raw and uncut about what we truly feel, but we also need to come not just to talk, but to listen and to hear and to figure out how we can resolve things. I also wanted to highlight healthy relationships. I think we get enough drama in our day-to-day -day life and in the media about relationships that's not working, relationships that's toxic, images that's toxic on our television screen. And I just wanted to show the world that good, real love does exist, especially in our community. And I think um, I just got discouraged during the show because everybody that I was talking to and, and interviewing, they had negative outlooks about love and relationships and they had no desire to see a different perspective or at least to come to a middle ground where we can try to figure out how we can resolve the issue. And I'm not one of the people that want to talk about issues without, without talking about possible solutions. Otherwise, to me, that's just gossip. To me, that's just entertainment. And if you know me by now, if some people love this about me, some people would ain't their cup of tea, but I'm here to educate and I can be entertaining in the process of educating, but I refuse to just be an entertainer that's here for your laughter and for your delight and you don't get anything from it. You know, and it's it's, 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 it's a beautiful thing to just be entertaining and laugh. Sometimes you want to lay your head back. That's just, this is just not the podcast. I am not the homie. <laughs> for that I am the big sis that's gonna keep it real with you that's gonna make you laugh make you cry but I'm also gonna drop some gems and you're gonna leave a better person after you leave my presence so anyway that is one of the reasons I stopped love uncut who knows maybe it'll come back later in life I don't know but for now we chill on that However, as you can see, she's sparking back up today as an episode of the Locked In with Heavenly Beloved podcast, because listen, I could not get my, my mind off of this Derek Jackson interview this week. And I really was trying to shake it, but every time I was trying to shake it, some new stuff would come out about it or I had something to say about it. And, you know, I didn't want to talk about it on my social media platforms like that. I really don't even use my social media platforms to get deep into my point of view about uh, controversial subjects, simply because I don't feel like arguing with people online. I'm not going to argue. Um, my perspectives is always my perspective. I don't force them on anybody else. I know we all come from our own backgrounds. We all have our own um we all have our own things that we draw from to come to the conclusion of perspectives that we do, and especially with our relationships, because relationships are so complex and relationships are not one size fits all. You know, I don't feel like arguing with people online about that stuff, but this is my safe space. This is where I speak and say what I got to say. This is for people who actually value my perspective. So they actually click a link or put this in or subscribe to come and hear what I got to say. So this is for us. This is for our community. With that said, let's get into the topic of the day. So today's topic is loosely wrapped around this Derek Jackson story. He is the inspiration that we're going to draw a lot of our speak points from. And if you don't know who Derek Jackson is, let me give you a short, small background about him. Derek Jackson is a self-proclaimed relationship guru who built his following on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook, giving relationship advice to women um, in particular about how they should uphold a specific standard and that they should not 
compromise in that standard. And he also would talk about things that your man or your significant other might be doing that's like gaslighting you or manipulative or things like that that could be toxic. And really, in so many words, felt like he was giving girls the gems. Now, for me, I kind of respected him because it was in alignment with what I feel um, in relationships that women overlook the signs that tell you that this is toxic and this is not what you want. But what was the problem when he started going wrong was he started taking scenarios that's in the media, so other people in relationships, and using them in his videos and then taking them and giving his whole dialogue and dissecting this their relationship from the relative student. He pissed off some people. One of those people in particular that he pissed off was a blogger. And baby, as soon as she got some information that can take him down, that's exactly what she did. And that brings us to this week. <laughs> Lord, it comes out that this man the whole time has been cheating on his wife. Not only had he been cheating on his wife, but it came out even later in the week that he was cheating on her with a woman, a doctor, who does not have social media, so she didn't know who he was in that regard. And she said initially that she didn't know that he was married, but when she did find out that he was married, he said that he had been separated for over a year and that he's just waiting to get the finalizations with paperwork or whatever. And so she believed him because he was with her all the time. Even if you look at his videos and stuff online, she's saying that the house that you see in the background and a lot of those videos is at her house. So this is where the internet went crazy because you putting out all this information and you can't even walk in it. So what I really want to know, because I got questions. I got questions after analyzing this whole situation. First thing I want to know was how did the wife not know about anything that was going on? It almost makes me feel like what she in on this. And I ain't talking about the fact that a man can't be deceptive. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is this, sweetie. First of all, how in the world was he posting videos and you see those videos and he in front of us, this woman's house, and you ain't asked no questions because if I see a background, you know how we are as women. Well. We looking at the background. You're not just about to be taking the videos. We looking at all the stuff that you don't think we looking at. I want to know where you at. Who house you in front of? Why are you always in front of that house when you recording? You know, I'm going to be asking questions, right? So I'm like, did she, did not, did she not know or was she in on this whole fiasco because I would have been calling him out regularly if I see my man treating me like crap and then going online weekly and putting out these videos inspiring other people to not demand anything less than amazing love so I would be calling him out like excuse me sir tap tap you might want to delete that video because you ain't living what you saying and should I be leaving you because clearly I'm not getting the amazing love that you're telling every other woman that they should be getting but nah she was quiet the whole time she with it ain't saying nothing until she comes out holding his hand as they talk about working on their marriage child that's just the only thing because see i'm not blaming her at all to me i'm paying attention to her and i could tell that there's some emotional mental and spiritual abuse there and i have experienced emotional and spiritual abuse so i'm very careful with putting a lot of judgment on her right now because she's not in the best state of mind. She's not in her best state, okay? But something, something in the milk ain't clean. That's all I'm gonna say. Now, the next question I got is were you scamming all along or did life kind of catch up to you, Derek? Like, you know, did you come out with this BS and with these stories knowing that you was doing dirt or were you literally 
an upstanding man who was living up to the standard and then you got caught up in a situation that you never thought you was going to end up in because you felt like your principles was beyond that and when you got caught up in that situation your pride your ego and your brand had got too big for you to admit that you had fallen and so you had to keep up the keep up the jig even though you knew that you had fallen short of what you were speaking about like is it one of those situations you just fell from grace or was you on bs the whole time because see, I can forgive you. Well, we're getting to why I, I'm on the fence. I could have forgiven you if it's just a, okay, a fall from grace and you ain't know how to handle it. But if you've been scamming the whole time, boy, kick rocks with open toe shoes. Okay. The only thing that makes all of this unforgivable for me is when you came out with that video speaking in third person. It just was very triggering for a lot of people because there you were not taking accountability and trying to make, you call yourself trying to give an objective point of view to the situation, but really what you were doing was trying to defend yourself and trying to hold on to your audience. And, and that is a problem. Shut up, be quiet, go do the work since your wife willing to hang in there. You better shut up and go do the work and give us a break. We don't give a fly F about this situation but you keep on putting out more information that makes us have to think about it. And then the daggone text messages from the from the mistress comes out that you just reached out to this girl, what, March 12th or 7th or something like, like two weeks ago, literally two weeks ago. So you had told us in the conversation with your wife, you told your wife, you told everybody that you were done with this girl months ago. Y'all was, you and your wife was on the up and up. She trusts you. She's sticking by you. The Lord has changed you. And you was just talking to this chick two weeks ago and calling her baby and boo and everything and pretty much let her know all is about to come out because you being blackmailed. So I am just through y'all. I'm just through. I don't know how y'all feel, but I'm just through. But here's the next question that came to mind that's really just something that I really have been fighting years fighting to believe I should say but I have to ask the question are all of you fellas cheaters I just need to know because I am like the only I'm stuck I also have the question of am I naive because I feel like I really truly believe that there are, are amazing men out there who do not cheat, who honor their women and respect them and love them enough to have the discipline and self-control to not only not cheat, but to not put themselves in positions that will tempt them to cheat and who just really respect the not only the women they're with, but the man that they are and want to be a good man because they have that kind of standard for themselves. And I've always believed this and I hold true to that. And it's one of the reasons why I don't settle for just anything. Number one, because I know that I deserve the best because I provide the best. And number two, because I actually believe that I don't have to because I have options. Because the option is that for every effed up dude is some good dude. But y'all are starting to make me believe what the old folks say. All they ask is cheap. I had, my grandma's birthday was this week. And I had a conversation with her. We were just talking about relationships. And she said, well, you know, all the men cheat. And I said, you think so, grandma? I don't think so. She was like, yeah, most of them, they cheat. And she said, back in the day, they just ain't really cared too much. Because they just knew that this just was a part of the game in so many words. So she said, the difference with our generation is that we're not having it. 
And um, that's why relationships are not working. But she said that you can, if you waiting for one that don't cheat, girl, you can hang it up. And I was like, wow, this wow, just refusing to believe that. But y'all got me thinking I'm naive. And that's why it really pissed me off for real. When everybody was so excited, all the men were so excited when Derek cover got blown. It was like y'all was excited, like, ha ha, he he. Yeah, now it's a now um y'all see y'all was taking his advice and he an f boy too ha ha don't y'all wish y'all ain't listen to him so y'all could have kept y'all man here's the thing fellas the advice that Derek gave if the woman took it and said i deserve a better man than you then that means that you was not a good man and she felt stuck in that situation and he gave her whatever she needed to walk away i doubt that she regrets walking away from you doubt that but here's the thing that's crazy to me to piss me off it's like are y'all excited that another man has been added to the F-Boy Hall of Fame. Like, y'all happy to have another inductee? I just feel like y'all should be a little bit disappointed in the fella because now you have added another man to reinforce the narrative that good men do not exist or they're highly unlikely. Congratulations, fellas. Y'all don't want us to even expect y'all to be good men. I just don't think so because y'all clapping too loud for a man that has failed. I don't like that at all. And you know, it's just, it's discouraging. It's discouraging y'all. I'm gonna tell you that right now. I'm at this point, like, God, if, if it's not, if it ain't no uh, men that don't cheat, I guess I'm just gonna have to be out here solo dolo. Cause ain't no way, ain't no way that I'm gonna willingly put myself in that position. Now, I don't know. I won't say I never got played y'all. I could just say that I have never been in a situation where I caught a person playing with me and I just went on and say, well, you know, you can keep on playing with me because I feel like for me, this is just for me, you do you, girl. But for me, once I know about it, now you not just playing me, but I'm playing myself because I know better. So at that point, I'm playing myself and I just refuse to play myself. See, somebody else can try to play with me. They don't understand what I'm worth, but I got to know what I'm worth so I won't play myself. That's just, that's just where I stand with it. So, Lord help me, somebody come and restore my um, hope, because at this point, it's looking real bleak out here. Real, 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 real bleak. Now, this whole situation really did make me do an inventory of my past relationships and the toxic stuff that I have dealt with. And so while cheating hasn't been a prevalent thing in my relationships, I really wanted to do some inventory because I knew I have been, I know I have been in some toxic situations and um, it has shaped how I look at relationships in a sense. It also has strengthened my boundaries, <laughs> certain things I'm just not dealing with because of things that I have gone through in the past. I already learned my lesson i don't need to learn my lesson again i am the type of person i don't need to learn something 50 11 times once you get once i get it i got it i'm good okay so i was just observing the pattern that i have found in my relationships and my most toxic relationship was with a person who started out as a friend and you know because of that when they start out as a friend you kind of let your guard down a little bit you think they really love you they really got your back y'all been homies this long Oh, they wouldn't dare hurt you. Like you really think they really love you already, right? And the toxic thing with us was that he was the type of person that will dip in and out of your life, in and out of your life. It'll be all good. And then he'll have all of a sudden these pressures of life that come on him or he'll end up comparing himself to me and saying things like, oh, well, you know, you got this going on and you got that going on and I don't, I'm not where I want to be in life. So I need to disconnect from you until, you know, get where I need to get. 
I can't provide the things that I feel like as a man I'm supposed to provide. And then he'll come back like he's in a better space. And then he'll leave. He'll want to leave again talking about, well, I'm just not in a good head space. I'm going through a lot. I need to get myself together. You know, and I let that happen, I think, three times. Well, two times, because the third time he did it, I was like, you got to go for good. He hit me up and was like, yeah, you know, I I, I, I want to be with you, but I think I need a break. And and I told him, I don't do breaks in a relationship. We either together or we not together. And I told him, I said, you, I told him, you got two options. You can leave this relationship and we're done for good. Or you can work through your issues while you're in this relationship. But you don't get to go away and come back anymore. And it was amazing because this was the first relationship that I did that back and forth. I had learned early in life not to let a man or any person be back and forth in your life. I am one of those persons that those people that do not have to go through something myself to know better. And so I observe other people too. And I can learn from them because I mean, you know, some of us think we so different than everybody else, but nine times out of ten, we're not. The scenario will play out the same for you. And so I knew that a man will play with you if you let him. But with him, the first time I let him come back, it was me. I just wanted to see if he really was serious and he changed. And I really was excited. Like, oh my God, you know, when you're young, you'd be like, oh my God, he came back. He must really love me. He must realize he can't live without me. Oh my God. Like I was there, child, green. The second time he did that, I wasn't green, but I was heartbroken. And I talked to people about it. And this is not, this is a disclaimer. I'm not blaming nobody, but me for the decision that I made. But I got those uh, opinions that said, girl, you know, give him a chance. You got to work through some things sometimes with people, you know, ain't nobody perfect. He, he a man, you know, they go through different stuff, girl. They really got a lot of pressure on them. And so I went with it and I went against my instinct and I gave him another chance. So when he came to me that third time with that BS, it was like, nah, nah, nah. I ain't doing it because now I'm extra pissed because now you hurt me. Now I can't rest in your love because I don't know when you're going to pull the plug on me and say that you're going through something. And thirdly, now I'm mad at myself because I went against my gut to give you another chance and you still end up doing everything that I knew you would do, but I told myself that you wouldn't. You get what I'm saying? So that toxicity of that black and back and forth is emotionally abusive. It messes you up. You got all these questions in your mind about why he can't get it right if he claims that he loves you. Why does he got to keep walking away from you? Are you not a supportive enough woman for him? You know, you have all those things that come through your mind. And that was one of the, the most toxic, you know, me describing it might not sound that bad, but baby living through it was draining. And it was the most toxic situation that I've ever been in. And I would never allow that to happen again, because I have, again, learned my lesson. Been there, done that, learned a lesson and write the book about it. So I have not been in perfect relationships. Because I, I feel like what people always laugh at me about and they find interesting is that none of my relationships I broke up with or none of my relationships ended because of infidelity or uh, physical abuse. And I always laugh and find it interesting that people think that those are the only two reasons you're supposed to break up with somebody. But abuse is abuse, whether it's emotional, whether it's financial, whether it's spiritual, whether it's mental, um, physical or cheating, which I, I put under the category of emotional abuse. All of that is still abusive. So it's more reasons to break up with somebody than just some freaking cheating and beating. Even though those are my ultimate deal breakers. I thank God that that has not been my testimony though. I just, I feel really strongly 
against those two things. And that's just for my own life. I don't think any person deserves to go through those things, but I have gotten into enough debates with people who think that, or who feel the opposite of me, who feel that when you're married, especially that you are there for better or worse. So that includes cheating or beating. I think that they deserve better. I want better for them, but if they don't want it for themselves and they have their own logic behind why it's okay, then there's nothing that I can do about it. I can only put myself, I can only hold myself in my life at a certain standard that I want for myself. And I can only approach people who looks opposite of me with love and love them through their process. But I do not have to agree with it. I do not. And and that's just what it is, you know? So that's my behind the highlight reel. It's just really observing my relationships from the past and really seeing those toxic things that I dealt with, how I came through it and why or what I would never deal with again. I'm just saying. So we've gone through all of these stories about relationship toxicity, infidelity, emotional abuse. And ultimately, this leads me to my revelation for today. And today's revelation is this. None of us are an expert when it comes to dating, love, and relationships. None of us. Relationships are so complex. Relationships are so circumstantial and individual that none of us are an expert. I don't care how much studying we've done. We can we can do all the studies in the world. We can maybe give you a synopsis of what's more likely to happen based on a pattern in studies. But ultimately, <laughs> none of us are experts because there is no one size fits all approach to what works in dating and relationships. And so Derek Jackson is a perfect example that even in all that he thought he knew, he still didn't know the curveballs that life would send him and the temptation that he would fall into. Um, I think for me, I knew I wasn't an expert off the jump. I didn't even want to ever claim myself as an expert, but even when I did Love Uncut, and even as I do this podcast now, I always say, these are just my perspectives from my experiences, but trust and believe. Don't call me no expert in nothing. Don't put me on no pedestal. Don't come back to me saying, heavenly said this and that. The only thing I am is an experienced person who is sharing the insights that I have collected along the way in hopes that if it resonates with your spirit, you will take them and apply it. But ultimately, beyond anything, I want you to go with your gut. Now that's true T, and that's something I know to work. You can hold me to that one. Your gut never leads you wrong. Now it's time for my favorite part of the show. Our segment called Girl Listen. And girl, listen is where listeners call or write in to get my heavenly advice on what they should do in their lives. In a recent relationship conversation, there was talk about compromise of the person related everything to sacrifice. What is your take on compromise versus sacrifice in a relationship? Now, this is a very good question, and it goes perfectly with today's episode, girl. Thank you for writing in. Listen. I love this question because it really is that, it really confirmed and put in a nutshell the way I approach relationships. Whether it's friendships, family relationships, romantic relationships. I feel very strongly in compromise, but I do not subscribe to a sacrificial struggle love. Here's the thing. I'm sure that in certain situations you may have to do that, but that should not be what your relationship is is comprised of. Here's the thing. Sacrifice means that you're giving up something that that you really desire, that you really value in order to please someone else. 
And in that, you you end up resenting that person. You end up feeling unfulfilled. You end up feeling like you had to put yourself on the line to make somebody else happy. And that never ends well. But compromise, compromise is that beautiful word that I love because compromises will both parties give up a little something and make a few concessions, but they also get to keep something that they value. So everybody is equally invested in making sure that the other one is happy, equally invested in making sure that the things that they love, that they value, and that they feel strongly about is supported and coming to a happy medium where neither party is going to resent the other because they both have made the equal amount of concessions to make the relationship work. And that is where the magic happens in relationships. That is where you find healthy relationships where it's not lopsided, where it's not someone who's always, always giving, giving, giving and never receiving, where it's someone that where it's not someone that's always, always, always meeting someone else's needs and not having their needs met, where it's not always someone who feels like, dang, everything that I envision for my life has to be flushed down the drain in order to exist with you. No, that is not healthy love. That is not the relationship that you want to be in. Oh, but that one where you compromise, where he said, okay, well, I can't give you all of that, but this is what I can offer you. And you say, well, I can't give you all that need, but I can offer you this. And y'all say, well, that's a beautiful medium for both of us. That's love right there. That's healthy right there. That's magic right there. That's the kind of love that'll stand the test of time. Girl, listen, do all the compromising you need to keep your man. But sacrifice, <laughs> Jesus did that. <laughs> and I am not Jesus, okay? And that is all for today's episode, guys. Join us in two weeks where it will be my birthday episode and we're gonna talk to my mama and my grandmother. And we're gonna get all the tea on what it was really like raising Heavenly Bee. I can't wait to hear this, y'all. I don't know what they're gonna say. I'm scared. <laughs> in the meantime, catch up on past episodes of the podcast and follow me on all social media platforms at Heavenly Beloved. I love you guys. Peace. Mwah.